you know, thanks for joining the podcast on Community Soulful. And I know today we are going to be going over what is body dissatisfaction. So let's start off with what is body dissatisfaction? Sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Um, so body dissatisfaction, I mean, it's kind of what it sounds like. It's basically when people are unhappy with their bodies, um, whether that's a certain, you know, certain part of their body, certain area of their body. Um, you know, I know a lot of people will say, oh, I really don't like my stomach or my thighs or something like that. Or sometimes it can just be more general, um, you know, just really not liking your body as a whole. Um, so when it comes to body dissatisfaction, now that we, we have a better understanding of what it is, how do we, how can people seek help with body image dissatisfaction? What are the first steps to, I guess, realizing it and then, and then finding a solution for it, if there is one? Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, I mean, body dissatisfaction, it's really pervasive um, in our culture, right? Like if you were to ask, you know, a hundred people, a hundred adults, how much do you like your body? You know, are there things you want to change about your body? I think you'd probably find that a lot of people don't like the way they look or not too happy with their bodies. Um, so, which is not great, right? But I think there are some people who kind of have that sense and are able just to kind of know that and move on with their day. You know, maybe it doesn't take up so much time. It's not something they're so worried about. Um, but then there are times when people can become really consumed by it. Um, you know, whether that's feeling like they have to change their body, um, kind of obsessing over what they're eating, um, feeling like they need to exercise all the time, you know, finding that it takes up a lot of mental energy. It takes up a lot of time and space in their day. Um, and at times, you know, really affecting the way they feel about themselves as a whole. I'm kind of feeling like if they don't like the way they look, then they don't like themselves as a person, you know? So I think when it's more mild, when it's just kind of like, yeah, maybe there's some things I'd like to change, but, um, you know, it's, it's not a huge part of my life. It's not a huge thing that I'm worried about then. I mean, I think as a therapist, right, I still think it's never a bad idea to go see a therapist, but I think especially for those people who are really finding that it's taking up a lot of time, it's taking up a lot of energy, um, they're really not feeling good about themselves. Um, then, I mean, I think it's a good idea to see a therapist, um, someone who specializes um, in eating disorders, and particularly, I think, with body image, um, someone who specializes in health at every size or is kind of health at every size aligned. Right. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that or, or... I actually haven't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, health at every size is just kind of this idea that um, you don't, being thin, right, is not, your weight is not equated with health. Um, so I think a lot of times there can be this idea that like thin is healthy and fat is not healthy. Right. And we know that not to be true. And sometimes people, I mean, I think particularly for people in larger bodies, um, if they go to seek help with something like this, um, I think there are a lot of providers who are not educated in health at every size and who do, you know, while well-intentioned might make some harmful comments or, right. um, you know, not provide the best care to someone. So I think that's an important thing to just to be aware of and, and for people to know. So um, I definitely hear a lot of 
you know, not, not only making sure you go to a therapist when, when these things arise, but make sure you're going to the right therapist, one that's sort of educated in this field. And I love that you brought up, or not like love, of course, I don't, I don't love that you brought up eating disorders, but um, I think that's definitely a topic I want to touch on. But one of the most important things that I'm hearing from this conversation, which to me is so relevant is I was just talking to a friend the other week and she's telling me like, you know, she's insecure because her, her boyfriend's following these like models on Instagram and she doesn't look like that. And like, she, you know, now she like hates the skin she's in, but I, I, and then I'm starting to realize like, but if this was years ago where we didn't have social media, like, would you really hate the skin you're in? Like, so there's always this perception of beauty that I feel like, you know, as a female is being thrown down our throats and kind of what is your take on social media and, and body image dissatisfaction and what can we really do to, to hone in on making ourselves feel better and having this confidence that, that we all really want to have? We all, we all can't really look like these Instagram models, right? I mean, and you know, honestly, I, I don't want to. I just want to be who I am and I want to be comfortable in my own skin. And what's your best advice for that? How do you think social media is affecting us? And, ha- and how do you think we can just get better from here? How can we learn from, from that and look at, you know, these people that have, all of these things that are so skinny and, and maybe we're just genetically not meant to be that way. How can we, you know, live with ourselves and, and be happy and be confident and where do we turn to? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, I mean, I think social media can be really harmful and can also be really helpful. It's just, it's kind of all about the people you're following and, you know, those images that you're seeing, what are you surrounding yourself with? Um, I mean, I know for, you know, people with eating disorders, I would say particularly for teens with eating disorders, this often comes up there are, you know, pro-ana websites like pro-anorexia that are kind of, um, you know, showing these really, really skinny models, right, and like sharing dieting tips and stuff like that, stuff that can be really, really harmful. Um, And then stuff you know, maybe to a lesser extent, or I shouldn't say to a lesser extent, but not quite as overt. Um, But like you're saying, I mean, there are so many uh, images out there just of thin models and a lot of messages on social media, depending on who you're following about, oh, you know, this diet or that diet or this juice cleanse or, you know, different things that can really put these ideas in your mind about, is this what I should look like? Is this what I should be doing? You know, is this uh, how I can feel better about myself? Right. Um, I mean, I would say on the flip side, again, just kind of that idea of like, depends on who you're following. Um, More and more I see on Instagram, like I follow a ton of um, fat acceptance, body positivity, you know, both like therapists, um, dieticians, you know, anti-diet dietitians, um, people in larger bodies who are kind of like, feel good about themselves and proud and, uh, yeah, you know, kudos to them. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, kind of posting things about, you know, eat what you want. And it's not a moral reflection on you. It's not a reflection on your character. Like, um, fat people deserve to be treated with the same respect and, um, you know, yeah. as people. Um, 
So I think there can be a lot of positive messages on social media. It's just, it's really about what uh, you look for. Yeah. 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 I love that you brought that up. I definitely yeah. love that you brought that up because, you know, sometimes uh, I remember when I was a kid, I used to go on the computer to get away from real life. And now I go to real life to get away from the computer because <laughs> I'm surrounded by like on my Instagram feed, all I see all day long is just like how great everybody else is doing. And, and even when you're the best version of yourself, sometimes you can't help but to go down this path of like, oh, well, I don't look like that. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not that successful yet. Or, or, you know, I'm always, it's always that way. But can you also talk about like surrounding yourself with certain people? I mean, so the common um, conversation that I've been having the past few weeks was when in regards to body dissatisfaction is, um, the number one complaint is, you know, m- my significant other is following like models on Instagram and it's not making me feel good about myself because I don't look that way. And why does he want to look at that? And it, it, I don't really feel like we're sexually compatible and it kind of, and I understand the hurt um, when it comes to that. And that, that actually is a big subject for females. So can you kind of talk more about that? Like when it comes to your partner and how they make you feel when it comes to body dissatisfaction, what is a a good way of addressing it or, or how do you know when to address that situation when you're in a relationship maybe, or you're about to be? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I mean, I think if, you know, it's, there's the question, right. Of you, how are you feeling? How is it making you feel? And then your partner, how are they feeling? You know, what, what are they thinking about? Um, and I mean, I think if there's, if there's anything that your partner is doing that's making you feel bad about yourself, you know, um, then that's something worth bringing up. Um, I mean, in terms of like looking at models and stuff on Instagram, I guess, yeah, it becomes a question of like, well, you know, that's making you feel, it's like, is that making you feel insecure? Is that something that your partner's doing yeah. Like who is the problem? Like where, right. where does it lie? Is it really like a him problem or is it a me problem? I, I, I totally get that. Especially yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I've been there, I've done that. And then they say to me like, oh, well, it's not so serious. Oh, well, it doesn't mean this or it doesn't mean, okay, well, if it doesn't mean anything, get rid of it. Right. right. <laughs> like, well, why is it there? It doesn't mean anything. If I mean something that doesn't, then what's, what's the argument? Right. Right. So but I really want to circle back because I know that earlier before you touched on eating disorders and, um, you know, pro-anorexia websites, things of that sort. So can you kind of elaborate on that more? Like what is an eating disorder and kind of what are the most common ones that, that may be go- going overlooked or, or that simply we just don't know about? Sure, sure. So there are a few, I guess, main types of eating disorders um, as far as you know, the, the DSM, which is kind of like the, uh, the holy grail for mental health disorders, at least (laughs) what we have now, you know, it kind of, um, specifies these different criteria, um, for, for different, you know, mental health disorders. So, I mean, I guess probably one of the most well-known eating disorders is anorexia, um, which is characterized kind of by um, usually some significant weight loss, um, feeling, uh, you know, very fearful of weight gain or um, really, I mean, I would say that this 
sometimes is the case and not always, but feeling like people, like they don't recognize, you know, actually how sick they are. Um, you know, oh, no. so even if someone is very underweight, feeling that, uh, you know, maybe that they're overweight or, so- or something like that. Um, I don't really like that word overweight, but <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to like f- find the right words, but I understand where you're coming from. I don't. I don't necessarily like that word either. But um, you know, it it really is sad when you talk about how somebody could be so skinny and still not feel like they're skinny enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely, because we live in this culture, right, where it, it, it's like in order to be beautiful, you need to be super skinny, super tall. Um, yeah. And then we're living in like this, this narcissistic world, right? With like, let's, uh, I'll save that conversation for a different day. But, (laughs) but when it comes to eating disorders, what are some telltale signs that your friend may have an eating disorder, your friend or your family member that, that you could pick up and, and say like, oh, I, I think that you should really speak to someone. What are telltale signs? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, with someone with anorexia there, like I said, there may be, um, a lot of weight loss or, you know, just significant changes in weight, but you know, that's certainly not the only sign of an eating disorder and someone can have an eating disorder at any weight. Um, and you know, it's really, I mean, there are other things that can be associated with different types of eating disorders. Like, you know, bulimia is characterized by binging and purging. So, I mean, anything that you know of that's going on, like if, if someone is, um, if someone's purging, if someone's exercising excessively, you know, any, anything like that, that they're kind of um, feeling like they need to compensate for what they're eating in some way. Um, again, changes in weight or, or just, um, you know, if someone really seems to be I would say thinking a lot about what they're eating, you know, spending a lot of, like we were saying before, like a lot of mental energy on, you know, how they look or um, planning out meals or, you know, uh, feeling bad about themselves. Um, Sometimes uh, people with eating disorders, maybe they'll cook for other people or bake for other people, but they won't eat it themselves um sad be a sign you know that something's up um you know I'm trying to think what else I mean I know that that's a lot of useful information but I know also just now you you did touch on the topic of diet culture and I kind of want to you know conclude this podcast with that because it's such a big effect and, and I remember before we started recording this podcast I said I don't know what's sadder, the fact that people are selling skinny tea or the fact that people are buying it, right? Like we're living in this culture where people are like, hey, drink this drink and then you're going to lose weight. And then like, come on, like, and people are so desperate that they're actually doing it, which is just so sad. Um, So I really want for you to talk about diet culture. I think that that's something you're well-versed in and, and, you know, how that affects this body dissatisfaction and these eating disorders. So can you elaborate more on the diet culture and and how we're all getting affected by it? Yeah, sure. I mean, diet culture is huge. It's everywhere um, in our society. Um, I think, you know, a lot of us grow up kind of learning some of these messages and internalizing some of these messages that, you know, 
thin is good, fat is bad, right? And um, like I was saying before, you know, to be larger is to be unhealthy, to be smaller is to be healthy, which is just totally not true. Um, and, you know, this multi-million dollar diet industry, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they, you know, they make their money on people not feeling good about themselves, on people, you know, wanting to lose weight. And one of the interesting things about diets is, I think the statistic is like, 95 to 98% of diets in the long run don't actually work. Um, so, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm just going to eat pasta every day. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I don't, I don't need to deal with, you, with all that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, people like maybe will lose weight for some time, but you know, the vast majority of the time people will end up gaining the weight back and often more. Um, and the reason is because diets aren't sustainable. Um, you know, our bodies need a variety of foods. Um, if you're depriving yourself, whether it's, you know, the quantity of food or if you're depriving yourself of a certain type of food, vast majority of the time, it's not going to be sustainable. Um, and, you know, people will often end up binging on the things that they're restricting, right? So, um, so it's just um, people come... B- people come back, people, you know, will go on a diet, they'll lose weight, they'll gain it back. And then they'll feel like something's wrong with them. Right. Right. Diet industry makes you feel like, oh, you failed your diet. Uh, You did something wrong. And, you know, and therefore people come back, they go on another diet, the cycle repeats. And it's like, you know, if so many people are finding themselves in this situation, you know, if it were truly that easy to just go on a diet and lose weight and be done, well, you know, wouldn't everyone have done that already by now? Yeah. There's a reason that uh, people aren't able to, to keep the weight off. It's because I, I believe that there's no such thing as healthy weight loss. Um, I believe that when weight loss is the focus, um, right. it's, it's not actually promoting health. It's, you know, um, it's just, it's not going to be sustainable. Basically. Oh my God. I love that you said that because you know, that's, that's something that is just so mind blowing to me when we're focused on the aesthetic, we're not focused on the health part. And it's just so real because as you're talking about these diets and then people go off and they'll go back on and they'll gain this weight and they'll go back. It's like, yeah, now I'm starting to understand like, what is the real nutritional value in dieting? I mean, there's, there's definitely a nutritional like value add when it comes to eating healthy and making sure that you're working out a certain amount, you know, just for like, it's so important because you don't want all these other health problems from not, from not doing the bare minimum of at least eating healthy and staying active. But I love the fact that you brought up and it definitely ties in with body dissatisfaction with eating disorders is when we're dieting for weight loss, we're really just setting ourselves up for failure because you're after the aesthetic and you're not after the purpose. Right. Right. So that, that was just ugh, magnificent. <laughs> And to me, I mean, eating healthy, I think people have this idea, you know, this is part of diet culture too, that, okay, I should be eating, you know, fruits and vegetables and like, you know, grilled chicken or uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no. Um, And to me, like healthy eating is really just about eating a variety, Um, getting in tune with your body, Um, 
eating what your body's craving. You know, like if you're craving the salad, go for the salad. If you're craving the donut, go for the donut. Right. Um, you know, it's all about just kind of having that balance and, um, and really tuning in with what your body wants. Um, I think one of the things about diet culture too, is that we've been taught that we can't trust our bodies, you know, that, oh, people will say to me, well, if I just ate whatever I wanted, you know, I'd be eating donuts and cheeseburgers like 24 seven. Right. And it's like, it's this idea that we can't trust our bodies. We can't trust ourselves when it comes to food. Our bodies are actually um, intuitively quite smart. And will, yeah. um, you know, will like when you're really fully allowing yourself to eat whatever it is that you want, know that, you know, you can stop now and have some more later then I think our bodies really have a lot of wisdom and we can trust our bodies um, to tell us how to eat, but it, it, it can be a process for many people of learning to tap into that inner wisdom, you know, tap into those hunger and fullness cues, like taste preferences, like all these different things. Right. Um, you know, and then with exercise, I think it's the same type of thing. I think it can often be this, you know, okay, I have to go run on the treadmill for X minutes every day. And, um, you know, like, okay, if you enjoy that, sure. But, uh, you know, I think with, with movement, with exercise, it's like finding the ways that you like moving your body. You know, we talk about joyful movement, like it doesn't have to be running on the treadmill. It doesn't have to be any particular type of exercise. Like if you like, going for a walk, like, great. You know, if you like to do yoga or, uh, you know, go join a volleyball team, I right. guess not COVID or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, that that's, it's, it's about tuning into what do you like to do? What does your body want? Um, what type of movement is fun and enjoyable for you versus like that type of movement that feels like this, you know, oh, like it's not fun and it's an obligation. Like that then again, I think often turns into this thing. Well, okay, if I do it, I'm good. If I don't do it, I'm bad, right? And it's like, um, it's another form just yeah. of that. Like it's, it's just doing. another way of punishing yourself sometimes. Exactly. It's just so, yeah. And it's so, um, it's great that, you, that you're bringing this up because I remember growing up, I was always a smaller kid. Um, I was just always like this little Italian American girl and I came from this huge family and I remember being on the volleyball team and I couldn't I could I couldn't reach the net I wasn't really good at anything and then as I got older I became a little bit more athletic and kind of like into myself and now I do things because I feel good I love hiking I love doing yoga and I used to be the type of person where to me fun was just like going out going dancing for a night whatever it was with with you know a bunch of my girlfriends and now fun to me is like going hiking and going to to like do an outdoor yoga class and, and things like that. So I think that now it's more of a treat to actually take care of myself than it ever was. And that's why it comes so easy. So it's just yeah. so, like, like living in a world where it's like, oh, you, well, you, you have to, you have to have a Peloton. Right. Right. It's, it's like, I don't want to live in that world. Yeah, I exactly. I don't want one. I'm not buying into that. No, no. Yeah, exactly. It's it, right. It's about doing the things that that you want to do. Um, and part of that too, is like knowing that like on those days that you don't feel like moving, 
that's also okay. You know, it's not a moral obligation to, yeah. uh, to move your body. Like if you, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I think this is super relatable during COVID plus oh, during absolutely. the winter. It's like, I know that there are definitely days where I'm not leaving my house and like, that's fine too, you know? Oh, for sure. For sure. During COVID, there was actually a period where I don't think I saw the outdoors for maybe a week straight. Horrible. Yeah. I don't recommend that. <laughs> I don't recommend. I believe it. I believe it. But um, and then you know, just it's just so crazy though. I feel, I feel like even though I've been indoors, I feel so much more connected to people now more than ever because I, I'm getting to reach out to professionals like yourself and, and really talk about these subjects. So, um, I I feel like we went over a lot during this podcast, and I really appreciate um all of the wisdom that you've brought and and your expertise in this subject. So. So let's, let's definitely conclude here. Um, but the final thoughts that I would have to say or ask is, you know, if there's somebody listening right now that has body dissatisfaction or an eating disorder um, and you could say something to them, what would you say? That's a good question. Um, I think I would say that it doesn't have to be this way. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, especially when you've been dealing with some of these issues for a really long time, it's just like, it can almost start to feel like, you know, this is just the way that I am. And it's always going to be like this. And, you know, this is something I'm always going to struggle with. It's never going to be any different. Um, And I would just say to people, you know, it's not easy. It's, it, it, um, it takes work for sure, but, you know, it is possible to find peace with your body, find peace with food, find peace with yourself, um, you know, and that there's, um, there's always more room to, to educate yourself, to change the way you're thinking, to, you know, change your habits, um, you know, there's, there's just, um, there, there's always room for change, so, I would say, um, you know, if, if this is something that's really, that's bothering you, that resonates with you, that's taking up a lot of your time, don't, don't settle. Don't feel like that this is just the way it has to be. Um, you know, and I often think about just if we, I mean, as women, as humans, right. <laughs> as, a, as a culture, as a society, if we could collectively take all that energy that we spend worrying about food and our bodies yeah, and like what we look like and right it, it, buy it, our skinny tea. exactly, exactly. <laughs> like if we could take that and channel it elsewhere like what would our world look like you know what kind of changes could we see in our world that are just um you know just not not related to these things like food and appearance like right um you know when when you're able to kind of come to a place where you truly find peace with those things it's like your world just opens up in terms of it's like you don't have to spend your day worrying about you know how many calories you're gonna have for lunch it's like there's a there's so many other things that we can focus on Um, put your energy elsewhere if you put the same energy into loving yourself as as you did with other people trying to tell you how to love yourself or why to love yourself or or what to look like, then it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast on Community Soulful um, and this episode on what is body dissatisfaction. We felt like we've learned a lot. Um, And Dr. Elizabeth Gordon, everyone, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. My pleasure.